Welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Gunjani Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mind, body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Before we got started today, I just wanted to come on here and mention a few exciting things that I'm currently working on and sort of just give you some resources that I've been working on for the past few weeks and months. Um, so just thought I would pop in here and before we got started, sort of give you an update about some of those things and resources that you guys can have. So in the past month, I created this community on Facebook called, um, you know, I was really apprehensive that I didn't want to add another thing on Facebook for me to work on and, you know, sort of just have and be there. Um, so after I sort of got my, you know, the pregnancy and the new mom's support, mental wellness support group up and running, I figured that I really wanted to come create a community of self-healers who are plugged into this podcast and, you know, through my IG and all these other places that I'm at and just sort of have one space where everybody was at. Whether you have been through any trauma or not, or whether you have been trying to raise kids um, who are emotionally well-regulated and intelligent. So I created this community for you all, and I really invite you to be a part of that so that we can, you know, interact there. You can ask me questions, you know, connect and plug in with community of other like-minded people and just have this as a resource. So I really invite you on there. I The, the link to that is on the show notes below so please pop in there and say hi or ask any questions or you know promote resources or things that have helped you in your journey um, that might help other people um, also wanted to express to you that I have season two planned for you and we're sort of gonna switch up some of the things that we have been working on on season one you know when I created this podcast I wasn't sure where I was gonna go with it but you know I simply wanted a place for people to have um, stop by be inspired have hope and you know sort of use another other coping skills that people have used um, through their journeys and you know become a better version of yourself 
yourself by transforming yourself from where you're at if you're feeling stuck and not so good or having resources um, that you can use um, in terms of, you know, some of my guests that came on the show. So in season two, I am planning on switching it up a little bit. So who's excited? Um, I know I'm very super psyched about this. Um, So lately I've been sort of um, endeavoring in my own journey of transformation and doing some deep work through breath work. And yes, I am so excited. I cannot wait to come into people's lives and, you know, or people come into my lives who are looking forward to finding this another amazing, amazing tool that can help you live an emotionally regulated, stress-free and anxiety-free life. I mean, hands up. Who's who's up? I mean, I am so, so, so excited to be doing that and just experiencing my own, um, you know, growth through this process. I've been able to just be myself more, be aligned with who I want to be and finding my own purpose now that I've been trying to, you know, seek so badly and just wanting to help more people. I mean, through this pandemic, people have been giving, going through so much stress and anxiety. So I just wanted to do my part and sort of do all the work that I can so I can bring in, you know, all the amazing people that I've been connecting with and coming in, t- keeping in touch with and just my own growth. So, so excited. Really appreciate you plugging in every week and sort of being a part of this vision. And I hope it's really helping you. If it is, sometimes I do like to hear from you. I mean, all the time I do, but a lot of times I don't. So sometimes I just wonder if I'm just speaking out in the ether. So uh, please send me a text, email, uh, you know, pop in my community, uh, and um, sort of just reach out. I love hearing. And if you'd be so kind to leave me a review, if you haven't already, we love getting your feedback because it helps us create, you know, the show tailored to you and your needs and everything that you need in your life to sort of be held, be supported and be, you know, loved, at least through this time that you're spending with me. I really don't take this um easy you know i know that we only have so much time during the week and a day and you spending this time on here means so much to me thank you so much for being here and listening in every week and chiming in so i really appreciate that and if you could just leave me a review if you haven't it helps with the feedback of the show it helps other people find the show so thank you again if you're a listener who keeps coming back and you know obviously we've grown to three thousand 350, 3,500 plus episodes um, downloaded since I started. I didn't even envision that, but I'm so excited and so happy to um, that you are part of this vision with me. So thank you for plugging in. So the season two, just a sneak peek, uh, it's going to start next uh, in this coming June. And it's all going to be mostly about breaking your own patterns so that you can be the most emotionally healthiest that you've ever been. And then, you know, my vision is to help women and parents and 
families be emotionally healthy so they can break their own patterns of stuff that they've been through in their lives and thus raise emotionally regulated and, you know, emotionally healthy kids. So um, can't wait to, you know, dive more into that. So plugged in with that. And that will also uh, hopefully that helps you with all the, the way you handle stress, the way you handle anxiety, the way you handle your, you know, stress um, activated responses and how you feel triggered in situations. So that's going to be sort of what I'm planning for in season two. And I'm really, really excited. Also, I'm going to be starting my breathwork practicum starting July. So if you're interested in being one of my breathers who just wants to either come and relax and learn new coping and calming strategies, please shoot me a DM on um, IG. My Insta handle is at gpatelcounseling.com or at gpatelcounseling. And then also my website is gpatelcounseling.com. You also have my cell phone number. So reach out to me on there. Email me gpatel at gpatelcounseling.com. I love hearing from you guys and let's get started. Let's dive right into today's episode. Thank you so much again for being here today. I love you guys so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Traumatic Transformations. Today, we have with us Jillian Rifkind, and she is going to talk to us about, she's an acupuncturist and a body worker who works with the organs and sound healing to help sensitive people overcome trauma using sound healing to cleanse the energy field and address unresolved emotions in the organ systems. So I'm really excited to talk and, you know, on this episode um, or just on um, Traumatic Transformations, our podcast, we're very big on focusing on mind, body, brain, and spirit connections to your entire sense of being and how you can be the best version of yourself. So really excited to dive into some of Jillian's work and how she has overcome some of her adversities and who she is as a result of that and how she teaches and does what she does, does today as a result of everything she's been through. So really excited to have okay. you on our show today, Jillian. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's my pleasure. So just tell us a little bit about where, uh, what, what led you to become who you are today? Some of the traumatic parts of your journey. Yes, yes. Uh, and I think I want to start with what people think of trauma versus what trauma actually, how it actually um, comes together. Yeah. Um, people think of trauma as this huge, you know, like they would say capital T. It's mm-hmm. this just huge, scary thing that happened to you. Whereas what actually happens is trauma can just be a, a lack of present childhood in your upbringing um, and trauma can be small things or it can be an accumulation of a lot of small things. Um, and then also it can be a small things coming up, but then having the lack of terrain to deal with what does come up. Um, and so I do think that, you know, as a child growing up, you know, I grew up in the eighties and there was a lot of, uh, nutritionally deficient food. Mm. Um, so that was difficult. I had a struggled immune system. I was on a lot of antibiotics. And so um, I think I ended up just becoming highly sensitive based on having some gut issues growing mm. up and yes. having a lack of that sort of discernment um, that is in our gut, that boundary between us 
and our environment that develops as a, a, the form of the gut lining. Yeah. And so some people can have a compromise with antibiotics, with um, wheat, with um, glyphosate, the red Roundup Ready, one of the ingredients um, in pesticides that are often found in meat. And so, yeah, so we can end up with some sensitivities and, and difficulty dealing with things that are coming our way. Um, so I've always been a sensitive person and I've always been kind of on the for um, healing and things that can improve mm. for me. Um, but uh, definitely as I, as I moved into my career, as I progressed, um, I started an acupuncture practice and I had the time had a partner that was helping me with that process. And I had just a really difficult experience at one point uh, where I was in an argument with my ex and I hit my head against the wall. Mm. And that, that was one event in you know, a relationship that was difficult and that um, I, I was in my late 20s at that time and I wasn't necessarily in alignment with myself and I didn't actually realize how sensitive I was and the self-care that was needed for that process. Um, but over the course after that event um, of me just having this sort of um, anger and kind of trouble dealing with the situation um, of dealing with somebody that was ha- had some substance abuse issues. Mm. And it, it was making it really hard for me to, uh, to get out of the situation mm-hmm. um, and, and to feel safe. And so that is, that is one event um, in just... Uh, many experiences that were, were difficult for me that I ended up pinpointing as this is what, you know, may be the root cause of some of these issues that I've been having. But, um, you know, fast forward, I um, became more involved with my own business mm-hmm. in that I was doing the financial aspects. I didn't have somebody that was um, that I was in a relationship with doing the books for me. And so I definitely stepped into that role, um, was stressful at the time, but I, it was such a good thing for me to do for myself. Um, I moved away from that relationship. I eventually um, found somebody who is really treats me like how I deserve, um, which is definitely a beautiful thing. And, and then, you know, I fell in love with outdoors. I'd always been in love with outdoors, but I really took to... Um, adventuring and going out and having a great time Um, and along the way I had some issues with um, histamine intolerance Mm. and I was basically down to a very small number of foods that I could actually eat without having reactions to them and so I started doing a little bit of fasting and intermittent fasting to try and um improve that reaction 
thin, but that wasn't really so good for me. I was already very thin. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I need to figure this nutrition thing out. Um, found a nutritional therapist, which I think nutritional therapy is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I was I found somebody to give me some supplements and some direction as to you know and looking into what foods I was sensitive to. Um, and going in that direction, what it really did was causing me my detox without having the support that it needed, mm-hmm. and so I felt. Even worse after that, I felt just sometimes at times suicidal and despondent and depressed and frustrated. Um, And then at the same time, trying to maintain myself as somebody who's a practitioner, who's caring for other people and holding this. Um, And so what I did find out was that in order to address all these issues with my gut, I really needed to address the trauma. And the trauma um, I addressed through EMDR, mm-hmm. uh, which was really magical. I actually, I, I couldn't believe how calm that I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, my partner is, he's, uh, he hasn't had some anxiety in the past, but usually he's the one who is holding it together and everything's good. Everything's not worried. And for me, I... You know, that one of the evenings afterwards, I was like, what are you so worried about? What? I was just so calm <laughs> and so relaxed, mm-hmm. which isn't always the case with um, EMDR. So I'm, do, do your um, viewers have uh Yes, I just did an episode on that. I, I did did an episode on what EMDR therapy is. It's episode number twelve. Um, that we focus on what EMDR. It's a specialized treatment modality, and I'm EMDR trained, so I'm very big on that therapy for treatment modality for tra- um, trauma. And I understand. I, yeah. I um, yeah, absolutely. But I want. I while I have a moment before um, we sort of lose track, yeah. I wanted to discuss some of the things that you said, and you re- you know really take a moment to talk about that. When you started earlier, you mentioned something about uh, small T's and traumas. You know, not always being big big trauma that we always imagine mm-hmm. things to be. You know, a lot of times, and I'm really big on small T's. Um, also because any event that's very distressing to us and our sense of being really, really, it, it doesn't have to be something major and what other people might think trauma lies in the eye of the beholder. And I continue to tell my audience that, and what seems traumatic to you might not seem traumatic to me, but that doesn't mean that it's not traumatic, you know? So, and the second thing is I really like that you preface by saying that there is also a concept of small T's, which any little things that still continues to cause us emotional reaction or, you know, um, distress in the lot in our lives, then we technically are not, you know, healed from it, no matter how long ago it happened, no matter, you know, uh, what it was, as long as it's called, continues to cause us emotional reactions and distress in our bodies as well it 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 is traumatic and it needs to be addressed and healed otherwise it continues to play um it continues to have all these effects in our body and i really like what you said about you know gut um uh, and the how our stress responses as a result of trauma really has huge effects on our gut. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I really, I mean, um, I I had one of our naturopathic doctors talk about this. I've not aired her interview about that. But 
um, th- there is a huge uh, connection between unresolved trauma and gut issues in our body. A lot of people tend to face that. So if you can just shed some light on that. Yeah, well, vagal nerve tone. So the vagus nerve helps us transition from parasympathetic or sympathetic to parasympathetic. Um, and for those and it, people that don't know what parasympathetic and sympathetic is, sympathetic response nervous system is a part of our brain that it regulates our stress uh, or is a stress response in our body. And parasympathetic is a part of where it is the relaxation response of our body and they have to be balanced at all times. It's the autonomic nervous system. So um, go ahead. There's a lot of people. Yeah, there. and also the vagal, the vagal nervous system has more to do with grooming and like taking you know people taking care of each other Mm -hmm. um, being in that relaxed state like monkeys um often are in that state they're grooming and they're playing Mm -hmm. um yeah and so it that has huge you know ripples throughout the the gut the that nerve runs from the back of the brain into the stomach and in all the way down into the bladder area Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so things that, um, you know, trigger us emotionally mm-hmm. um, can have a huge response on our gut. And so just being able to be in a calm enough state to digest our food. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I was one of those people that was like eating in my car all the time. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to realize that, oh, how, are, how do you expect yourself to digest your food? If you're not in like this really calm state of, and it's really hard to imagine like now because food, you only get to eat so much of it and you only mm. get to eat it so many times a day. <laughs> and, you know, and it's so nourishing for you um, that have a gratitude and have pleasure associated with eating the food is such an important thing and important part of our our day. And so I definitely have to structure my, um, my life more around that, which has always been nutrition and nutrition had always been important, but what was missing was the context of the mindfulness related to the nutrition. Absolutely. Because a lot of times we just eat to eat and we don't truly thoroughly enjoy and are present with our food and, you know, um, how we go about eating our food and nutrition has such an impact on, our bodies and our spirit. So that's really important. So I really love that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a meditation and it is a listening process that we need to know. Like I think a, a sense of taste and smell are the first senses to develop mm-hmm. uh, because we need to know what, you know, we need to be safe from. Absolutely. And so that plays, uh, plays into everything that we're talking about with the nervous system and and needing to feel safe when you eat your food. Yes. You know, it's so true. Um, Really love that you mentioned that. But let's tie that back into some of the things that you were mentioning in terms of your EMDR and healing from your trauma and how that impacted. EMDR is so somatic. It was, for me, so Mm -hmm. somatic that I would feel. um, So, you know, not only did I have this injury um, where hit my head and I wasn't aware for a long time it was I would have episodes where I'd want to scream and I didn't really know what was wrong with me 
Um, but not only that, but I had some episodes of just going and having fun and climbing in the mountains and rock climbing and, you know, alpine climbing and getting, uh, falling, getting hit by falling rocks and, mm. um, injured my knee once, injured my toes pretty badly. Like just, I was able to fortunately walk out of these situations, but, wow. um, one of them, I, I did actually fall rock climbing and. I didn't have to be carried that far. Mm. Um, so I didn't need like any like search and rescue or anything, but um, a friend of mine did actually have to pick me out of the oh. crag area in Eastern Washington um, because I uh, tore a ligament in my ankle. Um, mm. taking a pretty big leader fall, um, climbing something just, you know, biting off more than I could chew. Mm. Um, but all of these traumas, they were definitely at play in my body. And so when I started EMDR, um, I would feel the sensations in my head and then I'd feel mm. sensations in my leg and my leg would start um, responding to the uh, unwinding trauma work that was happening. So mm. it was very, very interesting um, for me on that level because I've never been somebody that's that comfortable doing talk therapy. It's always felt kind of weird to have somebody that I don't know very well talking about my <laughs> darkest secrets. Absolutely. So that was something that really made a huge difference for me. That's in awesome. I, um, I got my um, trigger level, I guess, down mm-hmm. to about uh, one or two. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like that for like a few weeks, maybe three or four weeks that I was working um, with that. Um, and then I also decided to work with uh, plant medicine and I participated in, uh, ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. Um, that was last Tell us a little bit about that. that people was, don't know that. Yeah. So, um, ayahuasca is a vine. It's, uh, it's from two different plants. One of them is an MAOI inhibitor and the other one, um, is, uh, the part that's actually psychoactive. So in order for you to have the effect, you have to combine those two in the brew that they make. Um, and it was actually like a woman that had a dream about uh, the plants that if you put these two plants together, you'll have this dramatic, you know, healing response. Mm. And so they, they make it in ceremony um, with a shaman. Shaman... Uh, in traditional Shipibo tradition, they sing uh, Icaros to you. And mm. so these are healing songs that are kind of specific to you and what you're through. Mm. And so they, during the ceremony, the, the medicine, the plant medicine works on you on a certain level, on an energetic level. Mm-hmm. And the songs that they sing work on you on another level where you're just sitting in front of somebody and they're singing songs to you. And it's not necessarily the song itself, but the overtones of the song that mm-hmm. work in your energy field and help to balance um, mm-hmm. out, which is something that I've been learning about is how people have these energy fields that store a lot of photons. So they mm-hmm. can store a lot of negative energies and emotions. Um, and the plant medicine work that I did Mm. It made a huge difference for me with EMDR. When I came back to EMDR, I was really fully resolved with that mm. um, trauma, with that injury that I had. 
and of course it, it takes you know it, it's layers we have so many layers exactly things that we want to work with but um for me that was the first time that i had really worked with my energetic field to try and release something mm-hmm. and i found that so powerful um and impactful that it definitely shaped my work with the body which has largely been um with acupuncture and with visceral manipulation and osteopathic work um, Mm -hmm. where I feel energy in the body and I work with the nerves to help to get things to align. Mm. Um, But at that point, you know, I'm feeling things inside the body. When I touch somebody, I feel that there's, um, I kind of can feel where I need to go in the body, Mm -hmm. Um, but I started to feel things outside of the body. And that Mm -hmm. was when that started to, um, open things up for me as far as wanting to work with tuning forks and mm. helping people um, align with their past trauma to resolve some of it. Mm, wow. Okay. Um, is that also because I know that the big part of your work is also sound healing. So tell us how that part of your journey evolved because from some of the things that you just mentioned, you know, how sounds and energy, um, the vibration, uh, the frequency of the sounds and the vibration of our energy. And sometimes when we're free because of some of the things that we've been through or things that we're holding on to can really result in disalignment and, you know, cause a lot of the distress that we we might be experiencing in our lives so can you tell talk to us a little bit about what sound sound healing was for you and what that was like yeah absolutely um so i i started to feel you know things that were outside of the body and i think i I have for some time Mm -hmm. um but not really realizing that how can i address something that's not in the body with the acupuncture and um Interestingly, there's um, acupuncture channels and meridians that mm. run into the earth and mm-hmm. into the sky that they would write about in the uh, in the Cultural Revolution. They actually burned some of these books that discussed, mm-hmm. you know, acupuncture channels as a connection to the universe, which is um, very sad, but quite amazing that that is. Um, that is a huge part of the medicine is that it's the spiritual it's a con- connecting to the energy field and not just the, you know, two, three dimensional planes. Right. Um, but acupuncture as a study, it's definitely limited to what is more of a, if you can separate Western and Eastern medicine, the Western side of Eastern medicine, mm-hmm. and that makes sense to you without as much of a connection the spiritual mm-hmm. and that aspect of um, um, connecting to ourselves. Um, but yeah, we're we are all vibration. And so when there are energies that are misaligned um, that we project into our energetic field, um, utilizing, I use tuning forks um, mm-hmm. and there's many other singing bowls and crystals and um, other ways that you can interface with the energetic fields around your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, d- I do find a lot of um, interesting things. Um, often, you know, the traumas that we associate with our father mm-hmm. and our father's side of the family can affect our um, 
affect our liver, um, can affect our um, digestive system. Mm. And then uh, a lot of the times the traumas that are associated with the left side of the body, um, like our stomach, um, can be affected by our relationship with our mother mm. and the relationship and sometimes just being in motherhood and having that relationship um, can affect that side of our body. So, um, and so, so if somebody really, wanted to heal from it or somebody was experiencing, what are some of the things that you would um, suggest that, that would be first happening if, you know, um, there were certain things that were happening with either of the parent in terms of attachment um, in someone's life? And how would you then suggest if those give, give us an example so that people can have like a idea of what all that means in reality and what they might be experiencing in their lives? Um, example would be, um, you know, having a difficult relationship with your mother, your mother is what is supposed to nourish you mm -hmm. and the mother, we think of the mother earth and we think of, um, our mother giving us our nourishment through the umbilical cord and through the breast. And um, so our ability to receive nourishment, if we have a difficult relationship with our mother, um, it can cause us to have struggles with digestion or, you know, eating disorders mm. or food allergies, food sensitivities. Mm. Um, and for me, not necessarily my mother, we have a good relationship, but uh, the relationship with the world that I was brought up in felt mm. very toxic. I guess mm. for me as a child, sure. all the reliance on Western medicine and the um, foods, like I said earlier, the foods feeling like they were fake and they were, mm. um, you know, low, high sugar, low fat, mm. high carb. Um, was kind of the paradigm that we were living under at the time. Um, so yeah, that, that can be really a real thing um, for people with some kind of digestive issues. Mm. Um, also, um, unresolved anger mm -hmm. on the, often the father side. Of, and women, women have unresolved anger all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, often if you had a relationship with your father where your father did get angry, mm -hmm. it may affect how you express anger in your life. Mm. And uh, so that can cause issues with the liver or with the gallbladder. Um, sometimes for women, it can cause issues with the right ovary um, mm. because the gallbladder is on the similar energetic meridian um, mm. as the right ovary. And so issues with uh, endometriosis, mm. um, issues with, uh, you know, hormonal imbalances um, can often be related to how we, you know, perceive okay. anger and how we deal with it. Oh, wow. I've never thought about it that way, but that's very fascinating from an energy perspective. So thank you for mentioning that. So then what are some of the ways that you can through this medium? I know that, you know, some, some of the energy work has to be done in person and um, healing has to occur with people who specialize in it or are trained in it and work with it in a long time. But are there tips or suggestions that you can give my viewers that they could do or use in their lives to sort of overcome some of those things? I think listening is really important that we can listen to our bodies and feel where we're at 
Like sometimes mm. we, um, you know, for example, like eating, like sometimes we eat when we aren't hungry. And so then one thing, we're not able to absorb our food very well because our uh, digestive system isn't firing off in the same way. Mm. Um, but maybe we're stressed and emotional and maybe we're looking to kind of shut that down um, in that process of eating um, oh and we're, we're looking for those distractions. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that can be the same with consuming digital media as well, that we look to consume something to try and shut down whatever emotional response is there. Um, and I will say that, um, I mean, with sound healing, anybody can, you know, find their own sound healing with uh, working just with listening to music and, you know, whatever um, sound healing tools that you have available to you um, that we can help ourselves to feel more in balance. Um, Absolutely. Taking Epsom salt baths, I think, is a very good way of cleansing our energetic fields because Mm. um, of the ions that are there. Mm. Um, And then also grounding, Mm. um, connecting to the earth. I think the earth is just very powerful, a very powerful way for us to um, transmute trauma Mm -hmm. and absorb some of the trauma that we've had. And I think that's what the earth really needs is to people's trauma and that energy. And because we walk around with these rubber, you know, the things that electricity, um, we're really um, stifling that energy flow that happens between us and the earth. Um, and also, I'll say that um, this type of work doesn't actually have to be done in person. Hmm. Um, oh, so I have had know. some clients that I've worked with tuning forks over the phone and worked um, with some types of energy work over the phone or over um, Zoom platforms and things like that. Oh, cool. Um, okay. I can see that person and I can see their energetic field and I can work with, um, work with the sound to help that to shift. So wow. Is, it's, it's kind of amazing what you realize that you can do if you, if you don't have the option to, you know, to travel right now. Yes, 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 yes. I, I couldn't agree yes. more. Um, because again, you know, I think we are so used to the three dimensional world that we don't realize that in the quantum physics, you know, the, the, the energy can, there is no, there, there are fourth and the fifth dimension that it doesn't limit us to just physical location or space that we're in. So thank you for mentioning that because I think it's really important that healing can occur anywhere from any place, um, you know, not just, understanding um and knowing who you're going to and what their their expertise is um so thank you for clarifying that um so tell me uh, and you know one of the things that you mentioned earlier what kind of struck me because i'm really big on sound and healing like when i was going through a lot of my you know therapy and trauma work and processing some of that one of the biggest things that i know and i i am truly a very big believer of creating my environment that is very soothing to my sense of you know just relaxing and calming i, I know a lot of people associate you know going and escaping from um you know escaping to a spa or going for spa treatments i mean i know it, it's amazing that you know to have people pamper you 
But in the meantime, when you can't, especially because of the situation that we're in, the COVID situation, um, we can still do little things around the house that really intrigue our sense of, you know, um, smell, because smell is one of the only senses that bypasses, um, you know, and goes directly to the amygdala, which is the fear center of our brain, and really sort of calm us in terms of um, combating that stress response and triggering the relaxation response. So just having smells around the house, you know, having sounds around the house where you listen to music, whatever music that may be for you, you know, there are all the, there is all this free music now available on Spotify, YouTube, all these channels, all these places, whatever really helps you to sort of, you know, calm your stress responses and trigger relaxation responses throughout the day or throughout most of your day can easily be done at home without having to go anywhere or you know any place yeah it's quite amazing and i definitely i think part of my i really really like this quote i believe i don't know if i'm gonna say it right but uh make feeling good your job yes Absolutely. And, and that is really my job, like is I work with people and work with clients and work with people who are in pain. And for me, I just don't want to show up to work feeling like I'm in pain and I'm tired. And so Absolutely. it is my job to really feel good um, after work, to unwind, to decompress. And so all kinds of things between Epsom salt baths to I've experimented with holotropic breath work. Um, Wim Hof breathing mm-hmm. and uh, like laying on the floor and doing all the uh, Feldenkrais exercises and things that will just help my nervous system to, to stay in a nice, flexible state. Absolutely. Is, uh, really what I want to do. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more because I know that one of the things as even for us, you know, when we see people day in and day out and going through so much stuff in terms of trauma, in terms of all this emotional um, work that they come to us for, I think it's really important for us to show up, uh, you know, with our best game on and to have these um, relaxation responses that we have to do outside of our work. And this, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a healer to have, to, um, to have your, so to speak, relaxation responses on all the time, you know, most of the time, it's at least when you're at home creating your environment so that when you do show up for work or so that when you do show up for your children or your relationship or your partner, you are in a place of stability. You're in a place of, and not to say that we don't have bad days or we don't have bad moments, but what you were uh, talking to us about earlier, just being aware of what we're going through and where we're carrying some of those things in our body, because those sensations we carry in our body, and then we start affecting our, in our body subconsciously. And we don't even realize that all of that is happening till it's too late a lot of times. Yeah. And I think that extends out to everybody just listening to this, that um, we hold space for people and we work with people, you know, on some, on some level. Um, So being able to take care that you need for yourself is going to really make the people that are working with you and receiving your services and your kids and everybody in your life is going to feel that, that Absolutely. you feel good, that you're taking care of yourself. 
Yep. A lot of times, you know, we, the, the, and some of the things that, and I, I'm guilty of doing that. I've, I've done that a lot of times in my life where I would just be like, and, you know, just our, as a culture, we are raised to be like, oh, when I get, re- when I'm retired is when I'll have the utmost fun in my life. And then by then, you know, <laughs> yes, you have the money and the time, but your body and your energy just suffers as a result of aging. And, you know, to me, life is about living to the fullest every moment of your or every every moment of your life so to speak even with bad moments you experience them you learn from them you heal from them and you move forward with those lessons and your evolved higher self you know so i really think it's important that we take care of ourselves from where we are whenever we get to a place where you know things that we have been doing are not working anymore and do things differently so that you know we can continue to live our best self whether you know, it's our physical game or whether it's our emotional or intellectual being, whether it's our, you know, spiritual being, whether it's our relationships or hobbies or things that we wanted to learn, be and who we are and truly living our life's purpose as opposed to just living life on autopilot. Absolutely. And it's like I said, it's a constant process. You know, we would like to think that we can just be done but I kind of look forward to the next what's the next layer of this onion that I'm going to peel where do I need to focus you know my work and over the last year I've gotten really into gratitude and Mm. I found that's really good my life in a lot of good positive ways where once I start focusing little things that I appreciate is they just seem to multiply Oh, so, um, so couldn't agree with you more. We just did it. We're, you know, by the time I air you, we'll have done our episode 15 and 16 on gratitude. There was a woman that I had come on and she talks about gratitude, but I couldn't agree with you more where, you know, the scientific effects that gratitude's ha- gratitude has on our body. I recently, like you, started practicing it more so than the, you know, ever before this year. And I'm genuinely like when I incorporate that in my meditations and just my sense of being I just tend to appreciate the little things in life than you know focus on the lack and the things that I don't have which I found that in the past used to cause me a lot of stress and a lot of I'm not good enough I'm not you know there where I need to be where I you know um, instead of focusing on what I already have what I'm so blessed for and what I'm so grateful for every day and the other things that I don't I just have to work towards but in the meantime I'm just so happy and appreciative of the things that I do have and I think I've started to see little things um, instead of the big things that I didn't have. So that was really a big shift for me. Yeah, absolutely. The laws of attraction, we attract what we spend time cultivating. And yes. the, one of the practices that I like is smiling and thanking your organs. And mm-hmm. so sometimes when I'm in bed in the morning, quite get back to sleep, or, you know, I know that I'm going to be waking up shortly. I, uh, you know, meditate on my organs and I smile at them and I think mm. about them smiling back at me and being appreciate, appreciate them. Um, and then they appreciate that process of being appreciated. Um, but just being grateful for, you know, the things that sustain our life in such profound ways, like our heart, our lungs, our liver, our kidney, our spleen. Um, and in, in doing that, I feel like I found a lot of information 
Mm-hmm. Um, from being in that in-between sleep state, that theta state. Yes, I was just going to say. Meditating on what do, what do I need, you know? Do I need yes. to call my mom? I <laughs> find <laughs> myself, you know, better today. So. Yes, 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 yes. And, and I really like that because that's something that, you know, I tend to do in the mornings where just blessing my day and imagining how my day is going to go as supposed, you know, like just... And not that it's not one of those Pinterest or those post-it notes, like complete, you know, organization, but just having a general idea of what my day would look like and what I anticipate out of my day as opposed to, oh, I'm here open and ready to go, but then I don't have any plan in terms of what I'm moving towards. And I think that's really helped um, just, and like you said, when I'm in that theta state, I, I want to be able to, I, I do a lot of grounding exercises and I connect to the center of the earth and, you know, my energy yeah. field, just healing and for the day um, and get, just getting ready for the day. So I really think that morning routine really helps with getting started in terms of how my entire day is going to pan out. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Connecting with the center of the earth. Yes. I like <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, I, I, and one of the things that you were talking about. So tell us, we are, as we are all almost to the end of our conversation today, unfortunately, um, how can people find you? How can, I, I wish I could continue talking to you about so many different things that you have to offer. I'd love to and thoroughly enjoy this conversation, but how can we find you? I'll have a yeah, so I have a website um, and a blog at, at joypointclinic.com. And then I also uh, I use uh, Facebook and Instagram as well on the same uh, handle, joypointclinic. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and I do, I offer Qigong classes. If anybody's interested, we do them on Tuesday mornings. Oh, awesome. um, if anybody wants to practice with us, um, it is, uh, Qigong is a, Chinese energy movement modality um, Mm -hmm. that we do kind of similar things like connecting with our body and um, harmonizing our energy fields. Um, And so it's been really lovely to just be, to open that up to practice with whomever wants to, to work and we can kind of share, share the space uh, together. I like that. Um, thank you so much for that. I will mention everything that you mentioned in my show notes and so that people can have access to you and all the amazing things and goodies that you offer. So thank you so much for being here today and, you know, imparting all your wisdom and knowledge about some of the amazing things that you do and resolving and just try not just surviving, but thriving through life. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, thank you. Such a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Um, you have such a calming energy about you, and I love that. <laughs> Just speaking with you. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today. If what you said really resonated with you. Then continue to chime in every week. Sub- hit subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing us so that we can continue the show going. And we would love to hear your feedback on all the different people that we bring to you as a part of some of the self-healing that you can do. As you all know, and I continue saying that, you know, I'm very big believer of the work that happens outside of therapy is just as important. The things and the practices that you incorporate in your daily life 
really impacts and carves and shapes into who you are and so that you can continue showing up as your best self every day. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, have a blessed day. Talk to you soon.